us rejoice and let us be exceedingly glad in it. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us be exceedingly glad. This is the day in which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us all be exceedingly glad in it. It didn't just say be glad. It says be exceedingly glad in it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to ask you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He said not yet. Oh, glory to God. Now, if anyone is out there experiencing symptoms and disease, sickness, infirmities, any, any hindrances in your life, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, financial, whatever the case may be, Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare that by Jesus' stripes you're healed. We call your, we speak authority, we take out the authority given to us by Almighty God. We speak to every infirmity, every sickness, every disease, Omicron, COVID, whatever the variance is, we command it to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. He says, for at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every time we'll confess that Jesus is Lord. So we take authority over this sickness and disease, pain and infirmities right down in Jesus' name. We command you to cease in your maneuvers and desist in your operations against the people. Any flu-like symptoms right now, we call it, we say it would dissipate, dry up, and go now in Jesus' name. We declare right now every pain, every ache. It goes now. So move right now. Whatever you couldn't do before, begin to move. If you couldn't move your arms, move your arms. If you couldn't move your legs, move your legs. If you couldn't move your back, move your back. Whatever it is you could not do before, begin to do it by faith. Declare by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. I take authority over all this pain. I take authority over this sickness and disease. I take authority over this infirmity. I take authority over my mind right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, he says, he says, he says, depression is not for me, God says. He says, anxiety is not for me. He says, fear is not for me. Timidity is not for me. Intimidation is not for me. He says, those are all spirits of fear. So we take authority over the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus, not only plaguing this city, not only plaguing people's homes, not only plaguing people's businesses, but it's even plaguing the nations. It's plaguing the the health officials is plaguing the governments. We take authority over that spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. And we command you spirit of fear to cease in your maneuvers and desist in your operations. Now, in the name of Jesus, you will go no further. Your, your plots, your schemes, your tricks, your, your delusion, your lies are being exposed right now in the name of Jesus. The truth is coming in. The truth is being released. We release truth of the word of God. We release truth into every situation, every circumstance where there has been deception, wherever there has been any lies, wherever there's been any exaggeration. We, regardless of what side of the fence is on, we declare the truth of that situation is revealed to you now in the name of Jesus. We command every every anxiety to cease right now in Jesus name. We command every fear to cease right now in the name of Jesus. We command every, every, all depression, all inward hatred towards yourself. We declare as a result of the word of God that will go forth tonight, the light of the word of God will bring forth deliverance to you. He says in Psalms 107 and 20, he says, he sent forth his word and healed them all and delivered them from all their destruction. So we declare that as his word is going forth tonight, that it is healing you all and all is eliminating all destruction in your life right now in the name of Jesus. We call, we call you healed. We call you delivered. We call you saved. We call you set free. We call you wrapped in the loving arms of God. We declare shalom, shalom, peace, where you have nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing like it in your life in the name of Jesus. We believe that you receive. We believe that it's so right now in Jesus' name. Let us all say amen. If, if, if that's for you, just simply say, I receive that. If you're watching online, just type and say, I received that. If you if you believe that for your loved one, says I believe that they received that. If you believe that from your nation or for your city or your community, just say, I received that. I believe that in the name of Jesus. You know what's interesting? We were singing that song, and I and I've sung that song. I worshiped God with that song, and He said He asked me this interesting question in the middle of the song. He says, "Did you realize?" that even though I did the works, I used the man to do it. 
He says, even though I, he did the works, he always used a man to do it. How did the bones become an army? He used the words that he gave to a man and the man spoke forth the words and God brought it to pass. How did the sea become a highway? He gave, he told, gave the word to the man. The man lifted up his arms and guess what happened? The sea became a highway. He says, oh, that's so good. He says, when I needed to deliver my people out of Egypt, I sent a man. When I needed to, to, to bring refuge and safety for the children of Israel, when Egypt was going through that seven-year plague, he said, I positioned a man to be able to bring it around. When I was ready to deliver humanity from sin, sickness, and disease, and transgressions, I used the man, the man in, in the name of my son, Jesus Christ, to bring those things about. And he says, the same way that I used the man before is the same way I'm going to bring about deliverance in your situation and in your circumstances. God will not, cannot do it apart from you. He's going to use you. He's going to use you. He's going to use me. He's going to use you. He's going to use me. In fact, the re main reason why as, a, as an apostle uh, who stands in the office of the pastor and stands in multiple offices, the reason why he uses me in those areas is my, my, my job description is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 12 to, to he gave some 11. He says, I gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to perfect or mature the saints so they can go out and do the work of the ministry so that they can edify who the saints, the saints can go out and do the work. The saints can go out and do the work. The saints can go out and do the work. So every pastor, every apostle, every prophet, every evangelist, every teacher has the same MO. Their end result is to mature the saints, to do the work of the ministry, to grow and expand the body of Christ. Bam, there he is right there. Drop the mic on that one right there. That's exactly what you're called to do, period. Now, you might have different facets by which you go about doing it, but at the end of the day, the job is the same. A pastor's job is it found in, a, is it found in Jeremiah chapter 315, which says, God says in these last days, I'm going to give you pastors after my own heart who will do what? Feed the people with knowledge and understanding. Feed the people with knowledge and understanding. Why? Because when God brings forth your deliverance, he always does it by giving you or someone else a word. He always does it by his word. He is not no hocus pocus. God is not a genie in the bottle that you can rub him and get three wishes. He is not a jack in the box that you can wind him up and he pops out and he grants all your wishes. That is not how it happens. He says, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. I am your protector. I am your ever increasing supply. What I am that I am that I am. When Moses said, ask, who should I say send me? He says, tell him I am. Said, I, I, I'm sending you. Who is I am? I am whatever you need me to be, whenever you need me to be it, as often as you need me to be it, until you have what? The victory in the name of Jesus. Are y'all ready for the word tonight? I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm already on go. So I'm going to ask you to buckle up buttercup and get ready because I'm telling you, if you get a hold of this, if you get this tonight, I guarantee you it's going to change it. It's going to set you up for 2022. It's going to set you up for, for everything that God wants to do for you in 2022. So I'm going to make this declaration. We're going to pray and we're going to jump right in it. Y'all hear that? We're going to jump right into it in the name of Jesus. It says this, according to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to open up the prisons to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. Glory to God. He says, to appoint us to them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness. Now, now pause for just a second. Everything he said that was going to be done, he says, I'm going to put my anointing on you, and then you're going to go out and do the work. Did y'all see that part? He says, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, then I will send you to go do the work, to do everything that I said I was going to do. How does God do it? God plus you makes your majority. God takes his super, puts his super on your natural and makes you supernatural. 
transformer ain't got nothing on you because the transformer they had a transform into theirs whereas you when you have got super on your natural at any second at any moment at any time you can be talking to somebody and then you get a word for that person's situation and when you speak it guess what happens it brings comfort to them it brings freedom to them it heals their broken heart it sets them free it brings them joy it brings them peace it brings them they might be in mourning but you're going to give them joy they might be having bruises but guess what you're going to bring about healing how's he going to do it God's super on your natural makes it supernatural. God's super on your natural make it supernatural. Say it to yourself. God's super on my natural makes me supernatural. God's super on your natural makes you supernatural. It's not in your own strength. And, and guess who gets the glory? God does. It says that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So who gets all the glory? God does. Anytime anybody says anything good about you, what's your responsibility? Responsibility supposed to be, Father, I thank you. I give you all the glory. Somebody might say, man, you did a great job. Man, praise God. Father, I give you all the glory. Why? Because it's his super on your natural, which makes you supernatural. Did y'all hear that? That's somebody's word for today. God's super on your natural makes you supernatural. It causes you to do exceedingly, abundantly above anything anyone could ever ask or think in Jesus' name. He says, it also says, he says, because of the anointing that's going to be on you, he says, and you shall build the old waste, and you shall raise up the former desolations, and you shall repair the desolation the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, but thank you for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, have your way. Move up and down each and every house. Touch each and every person. Touch each and every person across the airways. Stretch forth your hands right now. Stretch, stretch forth your hands right now. Say, Father, I receive it. I receive it. I receive the fresh and new anointing for this year. I receive the fresh and new. I receive the fresh and new. I receive the fresh and new right now in the name of Jesus. Every burden is removed. Every yoke is destroyed because your super is on my natural, which makes it supernatural. I receive it by faith in Jesus name. Everyone say amen. Now, we believe, we believe that God's super is on our natural, which makes us supernatural. Now, we're at Ignite, glory to God. We are beginning, this is the first day of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, hallelujah, glory to God. And I was up this morning with the Father talk, you know, we were just meditating and talking about the word that's supposed to go forth tonight, because how many people know you only want to hear what the word of the Lord is? Not what the word of so-and-so else is, but what is the word of the Lord? This is the question I always ask the Father. Father, what would you like for me to give to your people today from you? Y'all hear that? What do you want me to give to your people from you, not from me? Because how many people know you can come up with some pretty squirrely stuff if you get stuck in your own head? Uh, can I get one church? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Ooh, come, come, quiet down over it, but I got you. Hallelujah. You can come up with some, but guess what? When you're when you say, Father, I make a decision, I am your representative. I surrender my life to you. I represent you in all that I say and all that I do. I represent you because it's your super on my natural, which makes you, me supernatural. You're not representing Canada. You're not representing the United States. You're not representing IBM. You're not representing wherever it is that you work. You first and foremost represent the one who gave his life for you and his name is Jesus, who is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the soon and coming King. So when you come into place, you represent the King. You are an ambassador from the kingdom from which you are representing and you're, you're supposed to be on the job representing the kingdom of God on your job, in your house, in your community, in your local church, wherever it is you go, the kingdom of God goes. Wherever you, whatever you see, 
there should be there should be a manifestation of the kingdom. Everywhere you go, there should be a manifestation of the kingdom. Everything you say, there should be a manifestation of the kingdom. Everything that you do should be a manifestation of the kingdom. How? Because the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Say that with me. The kingdom of God is on the inside of me now. And if I'm born again, then the kingdom of God is on the inside of me when? Now. So everywhere I go, I take the kingdom of God with me. It doesn't matter what city, what country, what nation you are in, wherever you go, the kingdom of God goes with you if you are born again. Now, we are starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if I was to give this message a title, the title of this message will be First Things First. First Things First. Why is that? Because many times when people come up with their New Year's resolutions, they come up with all these plans, they come up with all these resolutions, but they don't have a plan to help them reach their resolution. So guess what happens? It's kind of like memberships. When you, know, when, when you could go to the gym before and you get all your gym equipment before, December, before January the 1st, man, on January the 1st, I'm going to the gym. And you went to the gym for a couple of days and everything, and you were so sore, you couldn't even move. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna break it down. Maybe I'm trying too hard. And then you went and it went from four days to three days, to two days, to one day, to one day every four weeks, uh, two days every five months, and whatever, what happened? Eventually you began to fall off because you did not have a plan. You did not have a plan for success. If you fail to plan, you have already planned to fail. If you fail to plan, you have already planned to fail. So God says, first things first. That's why we're doing the fast. First things first, we're going to give God our best right at the very beginning of the year. We're going to set it off from the very beginning of the year. So I'm like, glory to God, we're going to fast, we're going to pray, we're going to spend time with God, we're going to be praying all on one accord. And he says, but I'm, I'm going to teach you something about fasting that most people don't do. And I'm like, oh, glory to God, here we go. He says, last week at the end of the, end of the message, we said the, the word of the Lord for this year for our house is this is the year of the Lord's blessing and favor. This is the year of the Lord's blessing and favor. And everybody, woohoo, this is the year of the Lord's blessing and favor. Glory to God. He says, in accordance to, to Proverbs 22, he says, Proverbs 10 and 22, this is what he says. He says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes you truly rich. And no, he adds no sorrow with it. So the blessing of the Lord, it makes you truly rich. And it, go, and it amplifies, it says, and no amount of toiling or working in your own strength or ability will add to it. Now, most people get a hold of it. Yeah, the blessing of the Lord, it makes me truly rich. But how many people know that everything God has with God, everything has a purpose? There's a purpose for everything. He says, why do you think I'm going to my blessing is going to make you truly rich and no amount of your tolling of work is going to add to it. He says, because it's, it's keeping in covenant, which I made with Abraham and according to Genesis chapter 12 and verse number two and three, he says this, he says, and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and then, and Cur uh, call, the curse will come on those who will curse you. And in you, everybody say in me, in me, all families of the earth shall be blessed. He says, I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing so that all families of the earth can be blessed through you. Oh, I don't think y'all heard me. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. It says, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing so that all families of the earth can be blessed. So how's God going to bless the, bless the earth? Through you. How's he going to bless the earth? Through you. How's he going to bless the earth? Say it to you. He's going to bless the earth through me because he's going to bless me to be a blessing until all families of the earth are blessed. So God's blessing and favor upon your life is gonna is gonna be on your life this year to cause you to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. 
Now, guys, this is how this message actually started yesterday. This is what he said. He says, I want you to ask my people this question. He says, who are you going to roll with? I said, okay. He says, he says, in accordance to 1 Kings chapter 18 and 21, he says this. He says, and Elijah came unto all the people, and he says, how long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if your job, if your government, if this person, if that person, if this individual, that individual, if that be your God, then follow them. And he says, when Elijah said this to the people, it said the people answered him not a word. And God says, even when he said, he told me, he says, even when you say this to the people today, many people will not answer a word. God's asking you a straight up question. Who will you follow? Who will you follow? He says, oh, that's good. He says, because right now you are bouncing between two opinions. He says in the book of James chapter one, he says, anyone who bounces between two opinions is double-minded, which means they are, they are, they have two minds on the same issue. One minute they say they're standing on the word concerning their healing. The next minute they say they're going to be dead by Thursday. One minute they said that, that God has already supplied all my needs. The next minute they're saying, I'm going to be put out by Friday. One minute they're saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Next thing you know, every time I turn around, something is going on he says you are double-minded you are of two different opinions looking at the same situation he says my word shall be the final authority if you're following after me my word has to be the final authority if you're going to walk in this blessing if you're going to walk in his favor this year you have to settle it from the beginning of the year the word of god is the is my final authority god is the final authority whatever god says not whatever your test says not whatever your research study says not whatever this prime minister says not whatever this premier says not whatever is this whoever the individual is no matter what it is that they say the word of god has to be a final authority and sometimes what people do is they take the word of god out of context and they don't rightly divide the word of truth so they'll say something that my god says that this is supposed to happen well god gave yes he did give you his word but he also gave you wisdom he gave you wisdom. And many people, he says, they're not even operating in wisdom right now. They read a report. This report says one thing. And they, what they're saying is this situation can supersede what it is my word says. You are double-minded on the same issue. And God says, I need you to choose who you're going to serve. I know people won't even come to church if you tell them that they got to wear a mask. They won't come to church. Well, that's going against my rights. But you would rather violate the word of God where it says, don't rightly, where he says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together as it also be in these, as the times get closer to the end. So who are you going to serve? You can't serve both. You are double-minded about the same things, the same issues. You have, you, are, you look at it on two different opinions and God is saying, I need you to make a decision and you got to make a decision first things first, because if you're expecting to walk, walk in the blessings and favor of this, this coming year, God's word has to be the final authority above your flesh, above your own opinion, above what you cooked up in your own mind. God's word has to be the final authority or it's not going to work. And you're going to get upset and you're going to be mad and you're going to say that the word don't work. And I don't care what that prophet said. I don't care what that apostle said. And can I tell you something? Stop talking to people about what a prophet says, because a lot of people don't even know what a prophet is. What did the word say? Show them what the words say. You can't, they don't want, they won't accept what a prophet says if you can't even show them what the word says. Hello, hello. I ain't talking about people outside of church. I'm talking about people sitting in church. You go and talk to somebody, prophet so-and-so says, so, so-and-so prophesied this. What does that mean? Because every church does not talk about prophecy. And every church that talks about prophecy is not rightly divine in the word of truth, how prophecy is supposed to be taught how a New Testament prophet operates compared to how an Old Testament prophet operated. Hello, it's not the same. It's not the same. But if you don't know that, you will be operating under, with some false information. So tell them, what does the word of God have to say about the situation? 
Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I received that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, now that he says this, he says, because at the end of the day, the reason why he's saying you got to settle this, he says, because if you want to be lining up with the word, just like Jesus did, he said this in Matthew chapter six, verse nine, he says, after this manner, therefore pray. Our father, we talked about this last week, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come the purpose for everything you say the purpose of his super being on your natural is so this can come about so that his kingdom will come his his rule his reign and his realm will come whose god's rule god's reign and god's realm will come he says father i pray my prayer when i'm praying i'm not praying for my own will but father i'm praying that your will your desire and purposes be done in earth, just like they are in heaven. So when you're going to pray, you should be, if you're, if you're praying in line with the model to which Jesus gave the disciples, your prayer is to first and foremost, find out, Father, what, what I pray that your kingdom, your rule, your reign, and your realm comes. So my prayer is so that your rule, your realm, and your reign can come so that your desires and purposes will be done in this earth just like they are in heaven. So if you're praying and you, what you're praying does not line up with God's will, he's under no obligation to, to answer that. Yeah, I know. You just had to pause and think about that for a second. His, he who pray in accordance to God's will if you want to get see God's will be done in earth just like it is in heaven. When Jesus prayed, he only prayed according to the Father's will. He only prayed according to the kingdom of God. He never prayed for his own will to be done in the earth. If his will didn't match God's will, he did not try to change the Bible or the meaning or the context so that God's will will line up with his will. What did he do? He, he lined his will up for whatever God's will said. If God's will said this and Jesus' will said that, then Jesus came alongside and he lined up his will according to what God's will says. Too many people are praying to try to get God to do things their way and their way does not line up with God's will and they're frustrated because they're not getting any result. God cannot violate his word. He cannot violate his word. So God is saying, hey, First things first, who you going to roll with? First things first, who you going to follow? First things first, are you praying that my will be done in the earth just like it is in heaven? If And how are you going to pray that God's will be done on earth just like it is in heaven? You're going to have to get before the Father and get in his word and find out what does his word say concerning this situation? How am I going to find out what God's will is concerning this situation? The only way you're going to find out is by getting in God's word. And make sure when you're reading it, because I've heard people say stuff that applied to applied to Israel and had nothing to do with the church. He's either, when, when you read your Bible, he's either talking to the Jews, he's talking to the church, or he's talking about those who are outside of, they have no covenant with God. But I've heard people say the stuff that is, was supposed to be for the Jews in the Old Testament is, is applicable to what's going on right now. And it's like, God, that doesn't even line up. Find me a reference in the New Testament. Well, I don't have one, but it says, I got that, but sure, give me a reference. It says, you have to rightly divide the word of truth. So when you're praying, and this, this, your, this is also your challenge, even in this, in, this, in this fast is, is am I praying that God's will be done in earth just like it is in heaven? He also told me, he says, uh, he says, sound the alarm. He says, cause this is a time of repentance, a time of repentance. He says, sound the alarm because this is a time of repentance. He, now I've been, I'm a part of a pastoral group called International Pastors and Leaders Forum here in, in uh, Ottawa. And, and for the last, this is, this is what, this is the seventh, the eighth day of the month for the last eight days on the prayer altars, it's all been about God doing a work in us that he may be able to do a work through us. God doing a work in us that he might be able to do a work through us. And he's, he started with the heads because how many people know that judgment always starts at the house of God first. 
So judgment, how, why does it start at the house of God first? Because if he does not get his men and women of God in line, how are you going to lead? How to, if you're not in line, then you will have the blind leading the blind. If God wants to get his will carried out in earth, just like it is in heaven, and you are blind or you have no understanding of what God's will is on, supposed to, that in heaven that he wants to bring forth on the earth, guess what's going to happen? You will have the blind leading the blind. And when the blind are leading the blind, you both end up in a hole. So he told me to say, blow a trumpet in Canada and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. He says, let all the inhabitants, I'm reading out of Joel chapter two, verse one. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. The day, I'm telling you right now, the day of the Lord is coming. Surely it is near. Now, do I am I going to prophesy and say I know what date and what hour and what time? No, why? Because Jesus himself said he didn't know the hour or the date or the time. Only the Father knows. But he told me to blow the alarm, blow the trumpet and sound the alarm and let everybody know the day of the Lord is coming. Surely it is near. Joel chapter 2 verse 15 says this. He says, blow the trumpet. In, I'm saying Canada, in Canada, in Greeley, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and let the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord. And give not thine inheritance to the to reproach or to shame, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? What did he tell them? He says, call a fast. Call them back into, uh, call them, it's a time of repentance. It's a time of turning away. It's a time of making a decision. It's a time of settling in your heart. If you are going to, if you're the ones who, who the blessing and the favor of the Lord is going to rest upon, you're going to have to make a decision and sanctify yourself, uh, set yourself aside, set yourself, like in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 talks about how you, set, you set, the, uh, set yourself aside, be sanctified for the master's good use. Sanctify, separated, consecrated for the master's good use. In order for you to be used by the master, be made ready by, for the master's good use, you're going to have to set aside, sanctify yourself, get before the God, get before God, participate in the fast, and allow God to begin to do the work through in you so that he can do a work through you. You're going to have to allow God to do a work in you that he can do a work through you. Why? Because God is the master builder. God is the master builder. There's no one greater than him. There's no one smarter than him. There's no one wiser than him. He is the ultimate builder. In fact, he said this, when a lot of people come with their New Year's resolutions, and even when people come up with what fast, like we sent out uh, fast guidelines and different types of fast and what you could choose from and, and the hours and everything. And we'll still be doing some a lot of that too. But God gave me specific directions on how about when people come to fast. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to use the last few minutes to talk about that. But God says, I am the master builder. And God says this. He says he, he, he says this. And according to Psalms 127 and 1, except the Lord builds your house. They labor in vain to build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman walk, waketh but in vain. In other words, unless God is the architect behind what it is you're doing, you might get it built up, but you will be the one responsible for keeping it up. Except God be the one who watches over the city. You might wake up all the time and call yourself trying to protect it. But unless God's involved in it, you will be doing it in vain. What's that called when you're doing it in your own strength? Toiling. Toiling. What did he say? Remember he said at the very beginning, the blessing of the Lord, it makes you rich and as with it, no sorrow or no toiling. 
So you're, he's not talking about you working in your own strength. Remember, it's God super on your natural, which makes it supernatural. That's what the blessing is all about. That's what the favor of God is all about. But you're going to have to do it like we talked about last week. You got to do it God's way. God's kingdom come. God's will and ways be done in earth just like it is in heaven. God's gone. You got to do it God's way. You got to do it God's way. Even when it comes to fasting. He told me to turn to, uh, to Isaiah 58. So if you turn with me into Isaiah ch uh, chapter 58, I'm going to be starting in verse one. First things first. You got to settle in your heart. First of all, who you're going to follow. Second of all, you got to determine that it's all about God's kingdom coming, all about God's will being done. It's got to be done God's way. And if it's going to be done God's way, then you got to hey, let God build the house. But God won't build the house apart from you. God's not going to build the house apart from you. Now, one thing that the father said uh, uh, to this week, he said this, he said, God does nothing in the earth without man. And man can do nothing in the earth without God. So God does nothing in the earth without man, and man can do nothing in the earth without God. Establishing the kingdom of God in the earth starts by getting the kingdom of God into the hearts of men. So that God has rulership on the earth through men. Are y'all seeing the connection here? God can't do anything in the earth without a man. And man can't do anything in the earth without God. And God, in order to establish the kingdom of God, you have to get is establishing of the kingdom of God in the earth starts by getting the kingdom of God in the heart of men. So that God has rulership. He has rule. He has ram. He has authority in the earth through men. Through women. He can't just do what when people say God is in control. That's not true. Oh, God's in all control of everything. That's not true. He says, I, I express authority in the earth through men that's why in order for him to make seas make highways in the sea he needed a man that's why when he wanted to to uh, uh turn when he turned water into wine he needed a man that's why when he wanted to deliver the children of israel uh he needed a man he all he has to use a man anointed by god to carry out the assignment of god it doesn't just happen he says, for the kingdom of God is within you now if you're born again. You can't even, but you can't even see or comprehend the kingdom of God without being born again first. Y'all see this? It's not deep. God said it's not deep. People say, oh, it's so deep. It's not deep. God says, I established the earth. I put man in it. I gave man authority. Man lost authority. Jesus went and got the authority back. Now I need man who has authority to operate in authority on the earth according to my kingdom for my kingdom to have expression in the earth. It's not deep. But you got to do it God's way. Now, he's talking about call to repentance because he's the master builder. Call to repentance simply means to get new information, to change your mind, change your feelings, change your actions, change your directions. So when I get new information, it's gonna change my thinking, it's gonna change how I feel, it's gonna change the decisions I make, and it's going to impact the, the actions that I do going forward. Do you see that? That's what repentance is. He's calling the, calling the church to repentance. Now let's talk about, he said this, he was sharing this with me today in Isaiah 58, verse 1. He, I'm reading out of the Amplified. Because how many people know this? Even though you're a born-again believer, sometimes you can just be going through the motions. Going through the motions with your prayer, 
going through the motions with your praise, going through the motions with your fasting, going through the motions with your so-called church attendance. Sometimes you could just be going through the motions. Isaiah 58 verse one says this, cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice, lick a trumpet and declare to my people their transgressions and to the house of Jacob, their sins. Yet he's, he's telling the prophet, hey, this is what I want you to do. He's telling Isaiah this. He says, declare, their declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Israel, their sins. He says, yet they, talking about the people, they seek me, they seek, they inquire for and require me daily and delight externally, not internally, but externally to know my ways as if they were in reality a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They asked of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God in visible ways. So on the outside, it looks like they are all in, like I'm seeking God. I'm, I'm seeking his will. I'm seeking his way. I want to do it God's way, but actually they're walking around in transgressions and in sin, and it's all externally. They're just going through the motion. But they're convinced that what they're doing is right. But this is what God's response was. This was God's response to them. He says, uh, he says, why have you fasted? Why? This is what they said. Why have we fasted, they say, and you do not see it. In other words, God, don't you see what I'm doing? Don't you, can't you hear? Can't you see all the good works that I'm doing? He's, so they're saying, why have we fasted? And they say, and you don't even see it. Why have we afflicted ourselves and you take no knowledge of it, God? Don't you see all the things I'm doing for you, Lord? That's what, this is what the people say. First, the word came to the, to the man of God. And God told the man of God, go and talk to the people about their transgressions and their sins, because this is what they're doing externally. But God says, I see their heart. It's all externally. It's an all ex external thing. You cannot hide your heart. You might put on all kinds of shows, Amen, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Guess what? In your heart, you are, you are mean, you hold malice, you're bitter, you're resentful, and you're angry. But I'm going through the motions. And then the people are like, don't you see what I'm doing? Don't you see all the stuff I'm doing for you, Lord? And you ain't even, you know, God ain't even paying attention to me. But this was God's response response. God says, behold, O Israel, on the day of your fast, when you should be, he's talking to them about their fast, because this is what all this is about, about their fast. On the day of your fast, when you should be grieving for your sins, you find profit in your business, and instead of stopping all work, as the law implies you and your workmen should do, you extort from your hard servants a full amount of labor. The workmen, he says, he says, the facts are you only fast, you fast only for strife and debate and smite with the fist of wickedness. Fasting as you do today, will not cause your voice to be heard on high. So the way that they was fasting before God would not call their voices to be heard on high. Why? Because of their hearts, motives, and intentions. Are you listening to me? It's not enough just to fast. What are your hearts, motives, and intentions? Who is it going to bless outside of you? If you look at the five points that we sent out about the prayer points 
our focus for the fast, none of them have to do with us. It's all about how do we get the word of God out? How that does the kingdom of God manifest? How to be able to express a tangible manifestation of the word of God? How, how to do this, Lord? How to do that? How to do what? Better serve the people. These people were serving. Why were they, why was they looking at it like this? Because of the transgressions and iniquities and sins of their hearts. I know, calm down right there. He says, fasting as you do today will not cause your voice to be heard on high. Is such a fast as yours what I have chosen? A day for a man to humble himself with sorrows in his soul? Is true fasting merely mechanical? You could just go through the fast and, and skip a meal and never really pray with the intent that God's will be done in the earth and you are just going through the motion. Is it only to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him to indicate a condition of heart that does that he does not have. So you can spread out sackcloth and ashes and you can go through all the emotions, but in your heart, in your heart, that's, that's, that's not what's really going on. On the outside, you have gone through all the, all the mechanics, but that is not what's in your heart. So what's the first thing he said? Sound the alarm. What's the first thing he says? Make a decision who you're going to serve. Make a decision you're going to do it my way. Make sure you go, I'm going to be the ultimate architect for your 2022, the year of the Lord's blessing and favor. You got to make a decision, not in your head, but in your heart. Will you call this a fast? an acceptable day of the Lord. In other words, the fast you're talking about, are you saying that's the fast that I have designed for you? He said, that's not, that's not unto me because it's not even about God. It was all about them. They went through all the motions of a fast. They went through all the motions of a church service. They went through all this, hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, 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 they went through all that. It was not in their heart. It was just a show. It was just a show. Goes on to say, rather, is not this the fast that I have chosen? This is what God says. This is what God's response to what they was with their fast. God says, this is the fast that you have, but this is the fast that I choose for you. He says, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the bonds, bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every enslaving yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked that you cover him and that you hide not yourself from the knees of your own flesh and blood. In other words, my fast that I'm calling you to is where you will feed the hungry. You will house the homeless. You will clothe the naked. God's fast is much different than what their fast was. Their fast was what they was going to get out of. God's fast is what can you get to others? What can you supply to others? Can I tell you something? When you fast the way God's fast says, there is a reward for doing it God's way. When you obey God's will and you do it God's way, there is a reward on the other side. There's a reward on the other side. Even on the other side of them changing the way that they were going to fast and fasting the way that God said they should fast. Are y'all interested? I know you are, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Slow your little selves down. All right. After he says this to them, after he says to them to 
Divide your bread with the hungry. Bring the homeless poor into your house. When you see the naked, clothe, clothe, uh, cover them, and you don't hide yourself even from, from the needs of your own flesh and blood. God says this is what's going to happen. When you fast that way, when you fast that way, this is what's going to happen. Then shall your light break forth like the morning and your healing, your restoration and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness and your justice and your right relationship with God shall go before you, conducting to you, conducting you to peace and to prosperity and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you should call and the Lord will answer and you shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away from you from your midst yokes of oppression, wherever you find them, the finger pointed in scorn towards the oppressed or the godly and every form of false, harsh, unjust, wicked speaking. And if you pour out what that which you sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, then shall, then shall glory to God in the high, then shall your light rise in darkness and your obscurity and gloom become like the noonday. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places and make strong your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall rise up, raise up the foundations of, of buildings that have laid waste for many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, restorer of streets to dwell in. All those benefits come when you fast the way God says to fast. When your focus is not on you, but your focus is on him. Remember, the word of the Lord is the blessing and favor of this year. The Lord's blessing and favor on you this year. Why? So you can be blessed to be a blessing until all families of the earth have been blessed. But in order for you to qualify, you have got to deal with your heart. You've got to deal with your heart. Fasting is not going to change God. Fasting will change you. If it's done like God says, do it. it will change you. Because you everything, did you notice that everything that people fast about, God says, if you do this for them, this is what I'll do for you. All the stuff that you would desire that you didn't even ask for, I will do for you if you will do this for them. Remember, I'm going to bless you so you could be a blessing to somebody else. You says, well, that, that's, that's Old Testament. He not talking to me about, I'm supposed to feed the hungry and clothe the naked. And I'll, he ain't talking about me. Well, I'm gonna give you this reference and this is where we're gonna stop. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. I'm reading out of King James Version. It says this. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hunger and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous those who are in right standing with God, answer him saying, Lord, when saw we, when saw thee uh, hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink, or when saw we a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee, or when did we see thee sick or in prison and came unto thee, and the king shall answer and say unto them, 
verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So who are you going to follow? Whose will are you trying to come to pass? Whose will needs to be done in the earth just like it is in heaven? Who are you going to allow to be the master builder of every area of your life this year? It's for you to be able to walk in the blessing and the favor of God at a level that you've never seen before. How is it that God is going to bless you to be a blessing if he can't get the blessings through you so you can be a blessing until all families of the earth are able to be blessed? First things first. You said, man, you've been talking about first things first, the blessing of the Lord and all that. How's all that going to happen? The father just laid it out step by step. This is how you do it. And we're starting off today in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're starting out today as like, you know what? We're not going to wait to the middle of the year to do all this. We are first things first. We're going to give God our very best for this year. What are the prayer points we're, we're fasting, standing on? Daily walking in the newness of life through Christ Jesus. Operating in the word, operating word or deed according to the kingdom of God. Displaying the tangible manifestation of the love of God in our everyday life. That the word of God has free course in the city of Greeley, Metcalf, Osgood, Russell, Manatee, Farhaven, and Gloucester. That God will confirm his word with signs that want us to follow. What, what's it all about? God's will being done in the earth. Part of the vision for Ignite this year will be to, it's called TLC, where you're going to feed the hungry. You're going to clothe the naked. You're going to visit the sick. We're going to visit people in prisons. We're going to, going to be visiting people all over the, our community, all over our, our nation. Why? that God's will be done, that his kingdom, of, his kingdom of God will be established in the heart of men so that God can establish his rulership in the earth through men. It starts with you. It starts with me. First things first. If you want, if you want the same results at the end of the, this year as you had last year, continue to do the same thing. I'm going to tell you what the definition of insanity is. Doing the exact same thing, expecting something different to happen. And it all starts with a decision. God answer, asked this question from the very beginning of this message. How long are you going to halt between two opinions? Are you going to do it God's way and follow him? Or are you going to do it whoever else's way, Your man, the man the woman, the government, whoever, and follow them. And I'm not telling you to go out there and be in rebellion to the government or to health officials or anything like that. I'm going to tell you this, though. If someone's mandates or whatever the case they try to put on us causes me to violate the word of God by obeying it, not, not my thoughts, not my opinions, but causes me to violate the word of God, I will tell you straight up, I will not do it. I will get before God and find out what to do. But when I take on an attitude, I'm just going to rebel against everything. What you don't realize is you are establishing in your heart a spirit of rebellion. And, and who did the adversary rebel against? Any and all authority. You will get so caught up in your rebellion that you will be, begin to rebel against all forms of authority. And can I tell you, unfortunately, I'm watching, I'm seeing it happen all the time. People tell me, God tell me it is. Don't God, and my first question is, show me chapter and verse where he told you that. It's not true. It's not true. When the adversary wanted to get God's people off before, you want to know how he did it, Doug? You know how he got the people, how he got the people of God to get off before and how people of God are going to get off in the end? You want to know how he did it? 
he got the leaders to rebel against the word of God. They gave in to, to false doctrines, doctrines of demons. And they convinced the very people they were supposed to be leading according to the word of God to stop following the word of God and follow something else. And they rebelled against God. That's what he, they, Jesus said they would do in Matthew chapter 24, that people will get offended and they will rebel against God. First Timothy chapter four talks about how in the last days that people, that people will be given into doctrines of, de of devils is happening right now. So what is God saying? Sound the, Soren, I need you to sound the alarm. In order for me to carry this out in their lives this year, I need you to sound the alarm and they got to make the choice. And they got to make a decision and they got to determine that my will above everything else. And they have to make a decision that they're going to do it my way above everything else. So even if we, we sent out our prayer guidelines and everything, but part of our prayer guidelines, that the additional point that's going to be added, that every week during the month of, every week during the month of uh, January, on the 21 days that we're doing this prayer and fasting, we are going to be sowing into and supplying goods to our local food bank every Saturday. We're going to do that. Because they supply food. They supply clothing. So what are we going to do? Find opportunity to do exactly what he said for us to do. And in obeying him, then all those other things will be added unto him. What are we doing? Matthew 6, 33. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his way of being right. And then all these other things will be added. Am I seeking him to get the things? No, we're going to do what he said because that's what he, that's his will to be done on earth, just like it is in heaven. We're going to be obedient to what he says to do because he is the final authority. First things first, the year of blessings, the year of the Lord's blessings and favor to bless you, to be a blessing to all families of the earth can be blessed but we, we're going to start it off with a 21-day fast doing it God's way. Now, do you have to wait for Saturday to participate in that? No, you can be doing that right now. Remember, part of that is taking care of the needs of, of your own flesh and blood. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you know what's awesome about that? Remember we said about that? God uses a man uh, to, to uh, God, God uses a man to get his work, to do work in the earth. And man needs, man needs God in order to do, to do his, what he has to do. But you want to be able to understand and comprehend the kingdom of God unless you be born again. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that tonight. To receive Jesus, your personal Lord and Savior says, in John chapter 3, it says, except the man be born again, you can't even comprehend or understand or see the kingdom of God. I want to give you an opportunity to enter into the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. Do you know that they never called Christians Christians in the Bible except at the church of Antioch? They only said it once. You know what they call, what they would say? Are you in the way? Are you in the way? Jesus said this in John chapter 14. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to God except through me. There's only one way, and his name is Jesus, and there's only one God, and his name is Jehovah. Everything else is a knockoff. So how do you how do you how do you get through how do you come through that way? Well. And according to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, he says this. He says, the word of God is near you. It's in your heart and is in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with your mouth confession is made unto salvation, unto healing, unto deliverance, unto wholeness. 
So I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life so you can be seated in the kingdom of God and that you can get God super on your natural so you too can become supernatural and participate in this year of the Lord's blessing and favor on your life. Repeat these after me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm now born again. I'm now in the kingdom of God. I'm now in right standing with God. I'm healed, delivered, made whole, and set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time or you're rededicating your life, man, we would like to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you back into right position, welcome you back into your rightful place. Now, what do we do next? Well, the next thing you got to do is you got to find a good word-based church. We'll teach you about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God and how to operate in the love of God. Man, we believe Ignite is that place for you. So if you're in the Greeley area or you're in the Ottawa area, anywhere within driving distance, man, we'd love for you to come join us every Saturday at 5 p.m. In the name of Jesus. Also, if you're too far away, man, join us online, just like you're doing right now. Join us online. Join us on, uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever the case may be, and you'll catch us here every Saturday at 5 p.m. Also, if you're in, if you don't have Twitter, you don't have time to sit in front of the YouTube, man, catch it on the podcast at Ignite the Number Two Life podcast and you'll be able to catch all these messages and many many more that we've already been uh producing over the last few years now on behalf of myself and minister juwin and the entire ignite nation we want to thank you for joining us tonight man remember first things first settled in your heart that god is the one you're going to follow his will is going to be done in your life in earth just like it is in heaven and you're going to do it god's way God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye. -bye.